Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And this episode is about our opening day turkey hunts. So we went down to our cabin in southern Ohio and tried to get on some birds. So that first day, the the weather was good. We had some goblin birds, so it was uh, an exciting hunt. You'll have to listen to the episode to see how, uh, how things ended up for us, but... Uh, That's what this week's episode is going to be about. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub, as you guys have heard me talk, is a deer feed company, and they're an Ohio deer feed company. So they source everything, all their ingredients, even even try to source their packaging from right here in Ohio. So it helps the Ohio economy when you you buy from Monster Whitetail Grub. So that's a, a great plus. And it's a great product. They've got their signature Monster Whitetail Grub feed, which we've used and had really good success with. They've got straight mineral. They've got flavored corn. So lots of different options to choose from. If you're interested, you want to check some of that stuff out, go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors, and you'll find all of our sponsor information there, and you can get in touch with them, find out what stores they, they have their product in, or just order it direct from Monster Whitetail Grub. So with that... Let's get into the conversation about our opening day turkey hunts. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? We are officially recording. So this is crazy. Oh, that's not what you meant. Here's my number. Right. It's your line, Jason. It's your you, you it's so your call line. me maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, so we are recording from the cabin. Inside the cabin, which is a first for us. Usually, we, we've recorded from the cabin before, but there's usually other people here, and so we can't record inside the cabin. We typically record from our mobile recording studio, as we like to call it, a.k.a. Jacob's truck. And the audio doesn't turn out that great, but uh, it's better than nothing. So we're gathered around the uh, the table here, the wood stove... And we're turkey hunting. So, I have specifically not told you guys how my morning went. I've heard a little bit about how your mornings went, but basically we're going to run through our first... This is the first time we've ever hunted opening day of turkey season because turkey season opened on a Saturday this year. 
usually it opens on a Monday and, and we're working and we usually hunt the first weekend of turkey season. But the first weekend of turkey season was also opening day of turkey season this year. So who wants to start? You guys want to hear my story first and then we can... Sounds like you guys had more I, action than I did. Okay, I'll go first because I, I probably had maybe, I mean, out of the two, me and Jacob, I probably had the least action. Okay. So I guess I could go first. Um, So I set up in a spot. It's an old clearing that a cabin used to be in. Um, and there's pines to either side of it. It's a hillside, it's a old, and then there's a clearing that a cabin used to be in, and there's pines to either side. Not far from our cabin, you you just walk down there. Yeah, right? just yeah, for just, listener's sake. Yeah, yep, just walk down there. Um, and to to set up the the scene, if you will, um, just down the hill from this clearing is a another residence, and they have a yard. And this is an this is an occupied. There's a guy that lives there, or is he lives in the next house down, but he's also owns this house and so he's around like this isn't an yeah. abandoned thing right correct yeah, yeah yeah so that's where i set up um my thought process was the turkey you know there's a good chance turkey will be roosting in one of these sets of pines and you know first place they're going to fly down to is this clearing in the woods is this the same place you normally set up <clears throat> no normally i go all the way to the top of the hill um, and there's some pines up there that I set up by, um, this, this year, basically because I ran into people, well, a hunter last year, um, up by those pines, I wanted to have a more private experience, and, uh, <laughs> which we talked about that. We've talked about that experience la- last year's turkey hunting experience right, on the right. podcast. So, and I thought that this was, you know, I've seen turkey in this in these pines before um so that's where i decided to set up and uh basically just as day was breaking um the turkey started firing off um in like all directions close to you or or you could just hear them i could just i mean they were relatively close um the closest ones like that had Jacob, they were in the direction of Jacob. Had Jacob not been hunting over there, I would have got up, moved, and went after those turkeys. Okay. Um, they were across the road and up a hill. Um, so they, they were relatively close. But I kind of just let all of the the turkeys gobble and, you know, just kind of kept, you know, held my ground, kept my set up. Because I'm thinking, eh, there's still a good chance that turkey are going to come out of these pines were you doing any calling at that point or yeah yeah i was doing some calling okay and uh i don't know i I was probably there for 15 20 minutes you know and there's gobbling in almost every direction um and all of a sudden to my left which there's some pines uh there's close gobbling. Oh, okay. Um there's two two toms gobbling over there. And 
you know, I I'd say they were probably a hundred yards away. Um, so I'm calling to them, and uh, you know, they're they're getting closer, and then eventually they just went silent. So I kind of sat there a little longer. You Roughly know. what time are you talking there? Uh, this is still probably around this time. It's probably we're getting... So when was sunrise? 6.38, I think. Yeah, yeah. So this was probably close to 7, 7.10. Oh, so still, still early. Yeah, still early. But they, they went silent um, and kind of all of the birds around where I was at kind of went silent. I could still hear the birds that were over by Jacob gobbling, but my side of the hill kind of went silent. So I decided I'm going to go up the hill to where I normally start the day and try to call up there and see if those birds are up there. So I start going up the hill and... I start hearing gobbling up above me. Okay. So it's like, oh, great. You know, like there, there is, there's one up there. Well, I kind of get to a spot where it's just a thicket. Like I have to go through this thicket. And now right back where I was, there's gobbling. Oh. So I sneak back down the hill quickly, get back set up where I was at and, about halfway down the hill, I ditch my book bag, and I'm basically army crawling down the hill because I'm not sure exactly where this bird's at. Uh-huh. Um, but I I get all the way back down to where I started, um, and I can hear that this Tom's gobbling like right over the ridge from where I was at. You know, So it's basically in the creek bottom is where he's gobbling at. So I go so that... All I need to do is call him up out of the creek bottom, and he's 20 yards away. Okay. So I get there, and I'm calling, and it's gobbling back, and, I mean, getting closer, getting a little further away. Um, so I start trying all the tricks I know to try to coax him up this hill. Um, you know, I start uh, calling a little quieter. Um, you know, I'm taking breaks where I'm like going silent thinking that oh maybe he'll think I you know moved off and will pop his head up so and you know nothing's nothing's working nothing's working um and then I kind of notice like okay the goblin's getting further away so I stand up to kind of peek over the the hill and see if I can see and I can see this Tom is like right at the road now and it's going up the the other side of the road up the hill on the other side of the road like okay right by these people's house and what I think had happened was that turkey came down from the other side of the hill and got hung up in their yard. He wasn't going to come out of their yard. You know, that was a good place for him to strut. Oh, right, yeah. He wasn't going to come out. He yeah. wasn't going to come out of that yard to, 
you know, then go cross back the, into the brush, cross the creek and go into the brush and go uphill. He wasn't going to do that. So that was basically, you know, I spent the rest of the day walking the hills, trying to stir something up, but nothing. I didn't hear any close gobbles again. Okay. Um, I heard some, you know, some more gobbling by Jacob and I heard some gobbles that were a very long ways off um, towards the direction. I mean, I maybe could have went to the edge of our property that we have access to and called and maybe called them in. But they were a long ways off and they were definitely on property we didn't have access to. Okay. So that was my... So, I guess, uh, I, I, based on that story, I think, Jake, you probably had the most action, so we'll save your story for last. We, uh, Jake and I concluded last night that we're terrible at roosting birds, or at least down here, <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, because we drove around, made calls, owl hoots, crow calls... I mean, we hit honk the horn, yeah. you know, trying to get any anything to make some noise. We hit every hollow up the road our cabins on, stop at every one of them. Yeah, made noise, and then we went over to another hollow that we've had you've had success in with turkey, and we've done deer drives in there and seen turkey. We know there's turkey in that hollow, and we went. It's a big hollow. We went all the way back. Tried drumming something up, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a trick. That's a trick that the turkeys seem to have become wise to is honking the car horn, because we used to be able to basically just drive down the road. You'd honk the car horn, and you knew where every turkey in the woods was. Yeah, they would all gobble. You know, you'd just go from hollow to hollow, honk the car horn, and determine how far away that you know Tom was. Yeah. And get an idea of where you thought it was, and uh, is that one worth going after? Or are we just going to go to the next hollow? You know, those were the good old days. That yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, so that means we started the morning out blind. So I went to another area. I drove over there. It's a few minutes from the cabin. Got out with you know plenty of time this morning or you know good time so I wanted to hike all the way up to the top of the ridge over there so I could hear because we had tried to roost birds in the bottom of that hollow nothing but I wanted to get up to the top so I could hear good so I get up to the top there's a there's a, a power line cut that runs up so I went up the power line got up to the top Started making some calls. Um, well, started because I'm trying to find a bird, you know, right? So started owl hooting, and I got nothing. So I start working down the ridge a little bit. And I don't remember if they started gobbling at me or actual owls started hooting, but... I ended up having a turkey down below me 
on the opposite side that I came up start gobbling. And it he's a fair distance away and you know basically once you get up and over the ridge it's it's area that we don't have permission to hunt so my only hope with that bird was to call it a long way up the hill. But after, because that bird was gobbling a lot, but then a bird much closer to me gobbled. He's up on top, almost back over where I came up. I think enough, you know, just whatever. The morning got to that point where he was ready to gobble on the limb. And so he started gobbling. So I backtrack and get set up, put my decoy out, set down, get ready. I can't, I I would say I'm within 100 yards, but I can't see him, so maybe 150, I don't know, but he's gobbling, he's not, I didn't want to gobble a lot at him on the limb, I just wanted to let him know like, hey, I'm here, so he would gobble, and I would give him a few yelps back. Not every time he gobbled. Him and this other turkey are gobbling back and forth. And then finally, I didn't hear him fly down, but I could hear that his gobbles had changed. And, you know, it was light enough at that point. I figure he's on the ground now. So I'm calling to him, and his his gobbles immediately get quieter. He He heads the opposite direction, down the hill, again, opposite of the way I came up, out of my life. Yeah, that was one thing I was worried about with the the first toms that were gobbling was it's like if these do come in, I can't really see the bead on my gun to shoot. You oh, know, like it a, I it's I mean, it's legal shooting light, but it was still pretty darn dark. Yeah. So I was real worried about that. So this other bird sounded like it was it was drifting off as well. I get packed up, and I can still kind of faintly hear some sort of gobbling going on over there. So I figure, well, I'm going to pack up and head over that direction. So I head out the ridge a little bit, and this gobbling is louder, but it's it's not regular gobbling. The only thing I can figure is it was a jake or something because it was like a almost like a half gobble. Okay. You know, instead of like that full on you know, it was like a Uh you know, just like a quick you know. But I figured, well, if I can call him up the hill here, why not, you know? So I sat down and I can hear other I can see on Onyx, and I can hear other... I can see there's a house down there, like a yard, down that direction, and I can hear other animals. Like, I can hear a rooster crowing down there. And I kept hearing this, like, squawking, and I thought it was a pump jack running at first. You know, they make that, like, screeching Mm -hmm. sound sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a pump jack. But it kept doing it at like weird intervals. You know, usually they, those things run for a little bit and then, they, then they're then they done for the day or whatever. Or a couple hours or whatever, you know. Right. So I think what I sort of 
deduced after sitting there calling to this bird and, and listening is I think they have a domestic to farm turkey, a domestic turkey down there. <laughs> and that screeching, I think it was a goose. And that oh. goose would screech and that turkey would gobble back because that turkey never got any closer and never got any farther away. It just gobbled down there all morning. Uh-huh. So now Same this spot. is the second time we've been fooled by a domestic turkey down yeah, there. Yeah, different spot. Right. But, so at this point, it's getting not late in the morning, but it's probably 8 o'clock at this point. I figure the both of these, what were actual toms, are have gone quiet. I'm going to walk, like Jake said, this is a, a big hollow. It's got a, you know, an access road that runs down the bottom to to um, access oil wells and stuff that are back there. And it's got a, a few four wheeler paths that snake up the, I guess mostly the left side at this point to get up yeah, to, to pump jacks. On the left. So I'm working kind of out the ridge. You get to a spot where there's a big open field that's that's private. So I drop down below this field. I'm kind of side-hilling. I hit one of these four-wheeler paths, drop down, um, work all the way to the back of this hollow. I did, I did when I... Kind of before I got to that field, I, I could see the fence, the barbed wire fence. And so I, I got on the like the downhill side of the barbed wire fence and kind of came over the the rise there in the top and came across a pretty decent area of scratching that looked pretty fresh. So that was nice. I mean, it was clearly turkey scratching. There was some other scratching along the the top of the ridge, but it was only like like softball-sized areas where the leaves were turned over. Yeah, so might have been a squirrel. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It it wasn't tur it wasn't turkey, but this other area, you know, like you'd have like trails, you know, right. of like like turned over the, yeah trails yeah. yeah. So anywho, get down, hit one of these four wheeler paths, work my way into the bottom, all the way in, you know, kind of calling here and there, nothing, nothing, nothing. I did find some turkey tracks in the bottom there, you know, in a muddy spot. Saw some what looked to me like pretty big coyote tracks. I mean, they were like big dog tracks. I took, I haven't showed you guys. I took a picture with like my hand next to it. I'll, I'll post it to social. You guys will have already seen that, but by the time you hear this, but anywho. Um, so as if you listen to other episodes, you know, I had said I wasn't going to just like wander around trying to find a, a gobbling bird. I knew there was gobbling birds up there, and, you know, you listen to any of these, like, um, turkey researchers talk, like, once the Tom knows you're there, like, he's going to come check that spot at some point throughout the day. So I figured, I'm going to head back up there, and I'm going to sit the rest of the afternoon in the area where I was calling this morning. I know those Toms heard me. My plan is I'm going to go up there and sit. So I got back up there, and I set up closer to where the, the Tom that was closest to me that in the morning 
like closer to where that that bird was roosted. Found a good spot and uh, got my decoy set up. I found like there's a there's a a down tree that's kind of running up and down the hill that's laying across another tr- another down tree that's laying like parallel to the hill. So it gives me this little corner there that I can tuck in. It's like a natural ground blind. I'm like, this is perfect. This is where I'm going to spend the rest of the morning. So I think that was probably 10 o'clock. Sometime around 10 o'clock I got set up in there. And basically was, you know, just calling every now and then, letting the birds in the area know, like, hey, I'm up here. Come check me out. I could hear that <laughs> that farm turkey <laughs> off in the distance doing his thing. And I proceeded to uh, sit there and not hear or see a turkey the rest of the morning until, and this is no joke, I had set my Fitbit for noon so that I would know, like, hey, you know, I set an alarm on my Fitbit for noon. Hey, you know, hunts hunts up. The alarm goes off. I shut it off. said, well, morning's done. I stand up, and I kid you not, turkey gobbles. Oh, jeez. He wasn't in my, like, wheelhouse, but had I had another hour of, of right. hunting time, he was close enough him. to where, you know, I could have worked on him a little bit, I think. And it was like... <laughs> <laughs> You, I've sat here for the past two hours, you know, right. up here clucking and yelping and, you know, whispering sweet nothings and nothing. nothing to do with it. And then noon on the nose. Jeez. Pow! It's like... <sighs> so that was my... That was my morning. Pretty... Well, herd turkeys, which is better than, better than, than some, some years. years. Better so, than some yeah. years we've yeah. had, yeah. Yeah, I forgot to mention, like... Probably right around 11, I had a hen call back to me just like two times, relatively close. Like yeah. she got close. Um, So she came to check me out, but I think she couldn't, you know, she didn't see anything. She couldn't quite figure out where I was at. You know, I never saw her, but it sounded like she would, she got to like just over the ridge from me. Okay. And you know she called back to me like two times and then she quieted you know just quieted down went on her way Hmm. i want to pause here briefly and talk about our sponsor mastin's deer sense so mastin's is not only a deer scent company they're also getting into the predator scent space so i i actually just saw on their i think it was their instagram page that they now have bear scents so if you guys are are bear hunters, if you, if you travel to do some some bear hunting, spring bear hunting, check them out. They've got lots of different options. As you've probably heard me talk in the past, they've got a lot of interesting and unique types of scent products. So not just your regular liquid scents. They've got scented gel crystals. They've got scented candles. So like deer and or predator type scents baked right into candles that you can use in their double scent stacker. It allows you to layer scents with a a scented candle and a liquid scent. So lots of cool and interesting things you can do with with their products. 
So if that's something you're interested in, if if scent is a tool that you like to have in your your hunting pack, if you will, check them out. Go to mastinsdeersense.com, see what they have to offer, check their prices out, which are which are always really good, and uh, try some of their stuff out. So one more time, that's mastinsdeersense.com. All right, Jake, so let's hear your story. Start with uh, Friday. Yeah, my story actually started yesterday. Today's Saturday. Uh, so yesterday, before opening day, uh, we came down here, and as with anyone who has a camp or cabin or anything like that, there's always work to be done. So I came down, got down here about, I, don't know, I guess it was probably 3 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock. Started mowing grass because no one had mowed the grass down here yet this year, I don't think. So it, was it was long. Pretty close to a hay field. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I, and all we have down here is a push mower. The one guy that comes down has a fancy mower, but he brings it down with him on a trailer. Well, he's not here this weekend, so all we have is an old push mower. So we, I gassed it up, put oil in it, you know, started mowing the hayfield. Jason proceeded then to get down here, and he's doing chores around the cabin, getting it set up. Uh, I don't know when we, did we eat lunch in the middle? No, we ate lunch afterwards. He what took over dinner? for mowing, or dinner, sorry. He took over for mowing and finished You got water. Uh, you ran out of gas. Uh, yeah. We took, uh, we took a break. Yeah, we needed the, to get water. Right, so I came in, got a drink. We had to get water out of the well, and then Jason took over mowing, and like I said, it's an old push mower. It doesn't get a whole lot of service or attention, so apparently it burns more oil than we realized. We had run it pretty low on oil or out of oil, so it stalled out shortly after Jason started, and then he was out working on it, trying to get it running again, put oil in it, you know, trying to figure it all out, and... Up, on, up over the hill, which if you've listened to previous podcasts, it's an area we call the graveyard because there's a graveyard up there. Um, it's right up the hill from our cabin. There's a big open ag field up there that leads up to a graveyard and like up in the corner of this ag field. So that ag field, we've seen turkey up there before. Uh, it's typically a good spot. There's always dusting bowls and stuff up in that graveyard. It's turkey-like it up there. It's a high point. So we heard a turkey up there, gobbling, just yeah, gobbling some, its face somewhere off. up there on that yeah. on that hillside on that, on that face somewhere, just gobbling its head off. And then you know so, and this wasn't dusk. I mean, this no, was like four o'clock. Five, yeah, I was gonna say five o'clock, maybe. Yeah, because I didn't get down here till four. So, so probably five o'clock. Probably yeah, five five thirty something like that. Yeah, just gobbling, gobbling, and we're not even using any type of real calls you know we're just screeching crow calls at it and owl hooting at it and everything we do it's gobbling back yeah so we're like well that's cool we know there's one up there it's not gonna go too far so after we had our epic failure of roosting other birds that's the only bird we knew of so yeah that's where i headed in the morning um so i headed up the hill like Jason said, we got a good start this morning, so 
I was the closest to the cabin, so I had plenty of time. Um, got up the hill, got myself set up, and I'm familiar with the area up there. I, if you listen to previous episodes, that's the same area where I shot my one of my deer this year with a bow. It's actually the one I shot in the butt one day and then shot the next day. <laughs> <laughs> did you but use a headlamp going up there? I did not. Okay. I don't have one. Remember, I forgot my headlamp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, no, I didn't use any light. Um because I, I, I'm familiar enough with yeah, the area. Yeah. I ran into a couple saplings and knocked my hat off once, but <laughs> nothing major. I know that you know I knew how to get in where yeah. I was going. So I uh, made my way in, and I knew about where I wanted to go because I'm familiar with the layout up there. And there's a tree that came down across the top of the ridge, which I figured would be a good spot to kind of funnel the turkey to the one side of the ridge if they're walking that ridge this is what i assumed they were going to do we had talked the night before we assumed that they were going to go back the ridge to roost and then work their way down the ridge to the field so i picked a tree i'm by no means an experienced turkey hunter so i set my decoy up where i thought looked good i guess sort of close to me you know, Jeff had said, don't set your decor up too far away because your tom might hang up too far. So I, I mean, decoy was probably 10 or 15 yards, probably 15, maybe 15, 20 yards, I don't know, out in front of me to the right a little bit. Um, and I sat down on a tree, found a tree big enough that it's going to, you know, I wouldn't be silhouetted on it. And that was that. I sat down. You're on top of the ridge, on like top of the looking ridge. down the the length of the ridge, or yeah, across the ridge, down the ridge. Okay, so it'd be yeah. turkey be walking right towards me. Yeah, basically. Um, sit down, and no sooner does I sit down and kind of get settled in, that Tom starts gobbling, firing off. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, it wasn't super super close. I mean, I didn't like walk under it or anything, but it was definitely there, and I'm like that. That's the bird. That's what I was wanting. That's perfect. That's right. what's supposed to happen. I just need to let this thing know I'm here. So I, you know, started making calls, making calls, trying to judge, you know, when should I try to act like I'm on the ground versus in a tree, you know, on the limb. And he's gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. And then it sounded like he. either moved away or turned the other way and gobbled because his gobbling got fainter. So I don't know if that's maybe when he flew down, he flew down away from me a little bit. I don't know. Um, couldn't see him at this point. Mm-hmm. But then I'm making calls because I thought he was going away. So then I started increasing the volume of my calls. I'm like, dude, I'm over here. Yeah. I'm this way. <laughs> and then it, I mean, he... Very clearly, I could tell he turned the corner and was coming to me. Okay. I mean, it was very distinct. He is now facing me and gobbling directly at me. Yeah. Much louder, very direct, and it was that's when the heart starts pounding and it's coming. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, you know, okay, here he comes. This is, you know, whatever, it's coming. And I hit, you know, kind of one last little try to – sound like I'm 
you know, like a purr or like a, hey, I'm nothing real loud, um, just to try and let them know one last time, like, here I am. And then no sooner did I kind of finish that call or that noise sequence, I hardly can call it a call. I'm not that good at calling turkey, but as <laughs> soon as I finished <laughs> making noise, he appeared and he was probably 60 yards away and he did the little, anyone who's hunted turkey knows the head bob thing. He, you know, perked his head straight up and bopped it down and up, down and up. And then just did like a U-turn and went right back the way he came from. Mm. So all I can think is he had to have seen me. He had to saw me. So um, were you, you, with your calling, were you still kind of moving around, setting your calls down? Or were you sitting there stone still and he picked you out? By the time I saw him, I was stone still. Whether he saw me first. Yeah. You know, by the time I saw him, and he did walk towards me still when I saw him. I saw him walk, well, it was more left to right and a little bit towards me because that's the way that the trail ran. Um, But I was stone still, but I wasn't brushed in. You know, I was just sitting on a tree. Right. I didn't have twigs, brush, trees, you know, anything blind, ground blind, so to speak. Yeah in front of me um all i can think is he just he picked me off right away yeah like i said he didn't flush out he didn't you know like because i've flushed turkey before deer hunting or whatever it's not like that it wasn't like the you know he just turned around and kind of just made almost like a putting noise as he walked away it was just like walking there never to be seen again yeah he knew something was wrong right Right. He just, well, something wasn't right. So after that happened, I sat there and called a little more to think like, well, maybe he'll change his mind or come in a new direction. I'm not, again, not an experienced turkey hunter, so I don't really know. I have a ton of experience. (laughs) First turkey I've ever actually seen in the wild like that to where I possibly could have, I mean, it was out of my comfortable range. Um, When I patterned my gun, 60 yards is not, attainable for me reliably so it's not like i could have shot at him and missed or you know i just it wasn't close enough so i thought well i don't know maybe you know in deer hunting world they say well you know maybe the buck will circle around i'm thinking oh maybe turkeys do that maybe he'll come around from a different angle and try to get a better view he just didn't like what he saw but he knows there's a hen and maybe he saw the decoy um so i sat there and then i started hearing gobbling down the ridge to my right uh, there's a some oil wells, gas wells. Are they gas or oil wells? I don't know what they are. Gas wells. Uh, I, I I mean I think they're they're natural gas. Natural so, gas. Yeah, I guess they would be gas wells. So there's gas wells down the hill, and there's like a little open field where those wells are. Um, but there's a lot of nasty between those oil or I keep calling oil wells gas wells and where I was up in the graveyard yeah, or close yeah. to the graveyard so I heard turkey down there and I'm like well he's probably down in that opening strutting doing his thing uh and I'm like this he's not coming up the hill to me that's he's not directly up the hill no yeah uh so I decided I was going to move off or kind of go back where I came in over where I said you know there's a big ag field I was going to go sit that field edge because I thought, well, maybe he'll come 
out the ridge into that open field and work his way up the field and around. And no sooner did I crest back into the graveyard and out in the middle of this big ag field, there's a turkey right in the middle of it. This is a big, probably, I don't even know, 500 acre. It's a huge ag field. Yeah. Uh, Right in the middle of it, smack in the middle of it, there's a turkey. I'm like, what? No, you gotta be kidding me. So I didn't have binoculars, but I couldn't tell what it was. I, it was turkey, but I couldn't tell hen. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. So I put a tree between it and I and started walking towards it. But then I got to the base of this tree and I got to go one way or the other. And that was pretty close to the field edge. So I kind of peeked out around the tree and tried to get low and get onto this field edge because my plan was to sit there and try and call and see if it would come towards me to see if it was a hen, Tom, what it was. Yeah. Well, as soon as I broke around that tree, basically, it went from feeding to straight up head, you know, head straight up. It saw me mm-hmm. and it ran basically right towards our cabin and probably flew right over the cabin. It got to the edge of the field and flew off the roof. Oh, right. Right, right over our cabin. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'm going to sit here. Gonna, I tucked myself back up in and heard still hearing gobbling. There was gobbling way across the field, which isn't land, isn't land we can hunt. Um, but just gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'll call, see if I can. Um, who knows? Yeah. Got my decoy up. Maybe something comes up. That one picked me off pretty good, so they must have really good eyesight. So I'm thinking maybe it'll see my decoy over here and run on over here. I don't know. So I'm calling, calling. And then I basically just decided that I was going to lay down, lay back, because behind me was where I tucked myself in. I was completely shielded and covered from behind. I couldn't shoot back. It was a big hill and there's brush and nothing could get to me and I couldn't see behind me. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get comfy and lay down here and I can still see out over the field and I'm just going to relax. Basically, as soon as I kind of got myself comfortable, right behind me, loud gobble. Oh, he's, so he's close. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I all I can think is he had to have been in the graveyard. I mean, he was right there. Okay, to, close enough that I could hear him drumming. Oh, really? Never saw him. Yeah, because I couldn't see that way. Behind yeah, yeah. Me. And I'm thinking, well, I'm gonna sit here and call, and my decoy's out in this field. Maybe he'll come down. Yeah, the see field. the decoy. See and the yeah. decoy. Make his way down. Well, he never. He only gobbled the one time, and then I heard the drumming and. Never heard him. He worked his way, had to have worked his way back into the timber. Never saw him. So then I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll give it a little bit of time, and then I'm going to work my way back into the timber, back similar to where I was to start with. So I moved back in, and then it by this time it was the slow time of morning. You know, it's 9 o'clock. Haven't heard any gobbling. Everything's quiet. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going to find a place to 
really brush myself in because I got picked off the first time. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, worst case scenario, I'll have a good place to come back to in the morning. So I made myself a, you know, found a similar to the kind of setup you explained, Jason, where there was like two down trees. And I'm like, oh, if I could tuck myself in here and this would probably work. But the way the trees were, it wasn't comfortable. And I'm like, I couldn't sit here all day. Yeah. Not happening. So, and then once I sat down in there, I couldn't see the top of the ridge. I was down over the ridge too far. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really like that because I feel like a turkey's just going to peek its head up over that ridge and see me. And I'm not going to be able to see anything to even shoot at it right. other than its eye. You know, I don't have a good. So I'm like, eh, I'm going to work. I'm going to find a way to get up the hill further. So I found a tree that was close to a down tree that was been down. It's pretty dead so that I could easily break branches off of it. Yeah. And I kind of made myself a makeshift ground blind. And I brushed it in, you know, the best I could. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. How how brushed in should it be? And I need to have a place to shoot out of. Do I need shooting lanes? And I'm trying to figure this all out on the fly while also not tr- trying not to blow up the entire woods. Right. And then it got to be 10 o'clock. And I'm like, all right, it's go time. Hopefully these turkeys will start firing up again. I'm going to settle in here, get comfortable, start making some calls. So I'm making calls, making calls, nothing, nothing, not hearing anything. And then all of a sudden I hear like a picture-perfect hen yelp. I'm like, holy crap, I never heard of it. Hen yelp. I mean, it was like an audio recorded hen yelp. Yeah. It was like perfect. And I'm like, oh, they really do make that noise. That's kind of cool. <laughs> so I hit like one, you know, little yelp back and I'm like, maybe I'll call this hen in. We'll see what happens. Well, then I start hearing something coming through the brush. And I'm like, whoa, coming in hot. Here it comes. Whatever it is, it's coming. So I'm basically at the ready. And then approaches me a man in all camo, another turkey hunter. Uh. So he starts walking towards me, walking the ridge right where I wanted the turkey to be walking. And walking towards me, walking towards me, and I'm thinking, well, he's going to come say something to me. Okay, well, whatever. And this is somewhere where no one else should be. Yes. We yes. have exclusive, exclusive access. permission to this. Yes. So there should not have been, other than the two of you, there should not have been anyone yeah. approaching me. So he's walking towards me, walking towards me, and I'm like, all right, well, he must see me. He's walking right to me. He got maybe 10 yards away from me and then finally saw me. I guess he didn't see me. He got to be probably 10 yards away, and he just was like, oh, like I startled him. Oh, really? Yeah. And then said, sorry, and turned around and walked back pretty much the way he came. <laughs> so that was So that was it? No other, no other words? He just no turned around words. and kind of hightailed said, it out of there? Yeah. Just said, sorry, kind of threw a half wave up, turned around and 
hightailed it out of there. So all I can think is that picture perfect hen yelp was a call. It was not a hen. (laughs) So yeah, it was, uh, that was at 11 o'clock. Because I remember looking at my phone at that time to see what time it was. And I was like, well, got an hour. I guess I'll see what happens. So he worked that he worked his way off and then I could hear him making some few calls 10 minutes later or so where he had worked his way off. Um, oh, and I guess I failed to mention too, when he approached me, he didn't see me. He also, I guess, luckily for my decoy, didn't see my decoy. So he wasn't a very effective turkey hunter because there was a, you know, a hen yeah. standing on top of the ridge that if he was actually being observant, he probably would have should have saw yeah. and not walked right towards. <laughs> but either way. Um, so he worked his way off and then I could hear him kind of calling a little bit and I kept calling, hoping that maybe there was enough time that where, you know, he would work his way off and maybe push birds back up the ridge or towards me or yeah, circle sure. him around or whatever. Nothing ever came up. Never heard another gobble. Uh, after basically nine o'clock, the gobbles shut off and never came back on. I never heard another one. Um, but then I was walking out. It was twelve o'clock on the nose, kind of like what you said, Jason. And I walked out through the graveyard into that ag field, and that's one of the places we have good cell service down here. Is up there because, like I said, it's a real high point, which yeah. I think is why the turkey kind of like it. Uh, so I figured I'd call my wife real quick and just check in. And so I got my phone out and I'm calling her. I put the phone up to my ear and a hen came out of the brush, basically right up above our cabin. There's a down tree that's all brushed in, you know, just it's kind of a jungle of briars and whatever. Yeah. Came right up out of there into that field. And started feeding around. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I said, there's a hen that just walked out in this field. Because you're standing in the field. I'm just standing on the edge of the field, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And, you know, my wife kind of joked and laughed. And she's like, oh, she, she knew the dinner bell rang and she was allowed to come out. <laughs> I'm like, it's a, you got to be kidding me. So, oh, and I guess that reminds me, I forgot. When I was sitting on the field edge the first time, um, I had a deer come out and say hello and hang out. If it was deer season, I would have had fresh venison. Yeah. Um, she was a pretty good-sized doe. She hung out there a little bit, got downwind to me, and started kind of sniffing and putting her, turning her nose up and stomping a little bit. But she never did bust or blow. Yeah. She just kind of worked her way out. But So I walked my way down to the cabin, and once I got down here, I realized Jeff was here. And we think what happened is when he was walking the road home, he ran that hen up out of that brush oh. into the field. And then when I came out of the field, I ran it right back in. Oh. But probably the same hen I saw in the middle of the field earlier in the day. Yeah, could have flew been. off over the cabin. It probably worked its way back. But that was my day. So 
there's still a Tom out there. I know where it lives. So as long as nothing drastic happens, yeah, I have a plan for tomorrow morning to hopefully yeah. close the deal. So Jeff and I are going to have to come up with a plan for where to go in the morning, but uh, we've got tomorrow, and then after hunting closes at noon, we're all, you know, we'll get the cabin closed back up and and head home. That won't be the end of turkey season for us, but that'll be the end of this trip, so... I'm sure we'll have uh, more updates for you as as season goes on, but so far no birds, but that's how our opening day went. So hopefully you guys had uh, a good opening morning if uh, hopefully you're able to get out and, and hunt. And uh, yeah, so if you did get into some turkeys, you know, as always, send us, send us those photos. We like seeing that stuff and, and, uh, you know, we get to tell you all our stories, but we also like hearing your stories as well. So let us know, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season, and congratulations if you got a turkey today. If you didn't, there's still plenty of season left. All right, so that's it for this week. We weren't able to get on... Well, we were able to get on birds, but we weren't able to seal the deal if you if you will finish finish the job so we're gonna keep hunting hopefully you guys have uh, had some success and if you haven't hopefully you still have some plans to get out there and chase the uh, the wily old toms that we have running around here in Ohio so with that I think we're gonna sign off as always thank you all for listening sharing the episodes subscribing to the podcast that all that all really means a lot to us so with that thank you and we'll talk to you next week <laughs>